This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey guys, it's Casper. And Becky. From the DFWTO podcast. If you've been a longtime listener, you know how much mental health means to us. Mental health actually plays a role in many horror films, especially the final girl subgenre. Whether it's Nancy facing her nightmares and defeating Freddy, or Sydney taking out Ghostface to overcome the trauma of and avenge her mother's death. Not only are horror movies a huge comfort to Casper and I, so is putting our mental health first. And if you agree and you're searching for professional services, let BetterHelp be your guide. BetterHelp will connect you with a licensed therapist who can help you start your journey of self-awareness and discovery. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be flexible and convenient for any type of schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get yourself matched up with a licensed therapist, and you can also switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Just like the final girls that triumph over evil, triumph over your trauma with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com DFWTO and save 10% off your first month when you sign up today. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash D-F-W-T-O. And remember, guys, don't, don't fuck, fuck with the original. original. Now let's get into the episode. Good evening and welcome to another episode of the DFWTO podcast. I'm your host, Casper. I'm your other host, Becky Grimlin. Here to bring you all things spooky on Wednesdays because... Wednesdays are for podcasts. All right, you guys. Tonight we are <coughs> going to be talking about something that has been on the news quite a bit recently. Um, I don't know if you guys remember a couple years ago, there was a lot of talk about these kids that went missing. Um... And then they ended up finding their remains and um, their mother and her husband went to trial uh, or went to jail rather. And then they went to trial this year and they just read the verdict uh, for Lori Vallow. Chad's, Chad Daybell's trial was actually moved to next year. So his is April. I didn't, I just found an article about that today. I don't know why, because I think they were both supposed to be tried together, but his got moved to April of next year but uh yeah hmm. he's not getting away with anything so um yeah we wanted to talk about this because Lori was uh sentenced and um you know when this was originally happening when the kids went missing everybody was talking about this case i i mean i was looking into it i i couldn't believe it it just the whole thing was crazy the more that kept coming out it just got crazier and then you just kept having this sinking feeling that those kids were not alive and unfortunately that was the case and at the time when the kids went missing we were asked i don't even remember how that happened if we were doing a listeners episode or if it was when one of the times we did an Instagram live or something, somebody asked us to do a podcast, to do a podcast it. about them. And I was like, there, I I'd love to, but there's just really not enough, especially at this point, because we thought the kids were still missing. They had not found mm -hmm. or identified the remains of JJ or uh, Tylee yet. So, there was literally nothing to go yeah, on. We had nothing. They, they had just, they had just Chad and Lori went missing. They finally found them in Hawaii they wouldn't say where the kids were. That was when like all of this was happening and we still didn't have, but we had, we were asked a couple of times, you guys need to do a podcast about this. And we, I remember distinctly us both saying, we really want to wait until there's more information out about, you know, and then 
ultimately what ended up happening to the kids, God rest their souls. And uh, what really the more came out about how insanely twisted Lori and Chad are. Um, and also somehow seemed to coincide with our cold episodes. It did. I mean, it, it did kind of went one and the same. It was crazy. Um, also, um, I rewatched, and I think this was Casper's first time watching mm-hmm. the three-part documentary on Netflix, Sins of the Mother, that came out, I think, last year. This is when they were sentenced they hadn't gone to trial yet so i think it was last year when it, it would have had out. to have been because yeah it didn't show that she and, actually um, was sentenced uh and it was told mostly from the point of view of Lori's remaining uh living son her oldest colby ryan um and i oh boy if you have any kind of heart or empathy or soul your heart broke for this kid i mean not only did he lose two of his siblings um half sibling and adopted sibling but still his siblings i don't care i have a half brother they're still your sibling still your sibling um to lose them like just the way everything was was happening and it was his own mother and then they're gone and then they're dead and your mom is responsible like it i mm, i've been through some crazy shit in my life but that yeah, it kind of broke my heart the, too. That... It will break your heart, that, especially the very last episode. It really just it 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 hits you. It really, really, really hits you. It kind of broke my heart too that they interviewed her mom a lot too, and her mom even went back on the fact that she's like, I can't believe I defended her. She's like, you know, I was trying to give her the benefit of the doubt, and you think as a mother. It would make sense because you're you're kind of in denial. Like you're like, there's no way my child could do this. There's no way my child could hurt my grandchildren. And she went on a interview and said that there's no way Lori could do these things. And she goes, I bit those words. She's like, I, you know, I regret to say that Lori is the person who did those things. And it just it made me sad. Well, for Colby, her mom, Colby said that you know my grandma has just always wanted to save face. Like, her big thing is... Grandma's probably a Pisces. Her big thing is that she wants to (laughs) protect her family at all costs. Like, even if you're in, like, the deepest of denials, you're just still so protective of your family. But in the same breath, Colby also said, I don't want my mom and what my mom did to define this family. Like... And I think that can go without saying with any child that's had trauma from a parent. Uh, Not to the extent that Colby did. I hope not. It's horrific. But any trauma from a parent where you go through this catharsis of, you know, I am their child, but I am not them. So I'm not going to walk in their shadow and let what they did define who I am just because I'm their child. So, like, Colby really making a point to stand up for himself and say that, like, this is my mom, but I am my own person. I'm not her. I don't support her. I don't believe in any of this. What she did was absolutely wrong. She's wrong. You know, that this is, this is, and I'm not this, even if this is my mother. So, I, like, I even loved the title of it being Sins of the Mother because it does, like, 
you you feel like as a child that you live with the sin of your parents if your parents do horrible things especially something as public as what Lori did and then you have the whole world literally honing in on you and looking at you and holding you accountable to the sins of what your parent did when you're like that ain't got nothing to do with me if anything i'm a victim in this and colby was definitely a victim of his mother for sure we do not have an exact day but I have a month. She was either a Capricorn or an Aquarius. Oh, okay. So there you go. Okay. So the article we're using tonight is a recent one from August of this year. Uh, People Magazine, What to Know About Lori Vallow Daybell, the mother found guilty of murdering three in a doomsday plot. You know, I'm curious to know when her birthday is. Hold, please. Let's see. I'd be very curious to know what sign. Uh, hold, please. <laughs> curious to know what Chad Daybell is. It. Oh. What she is, is August eleventh? August eleventh is a Leo. That makes a lot of sense. Yo, you know, boy. I. Boy. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Oh my god. <laughs> So, Chad Daybell being a fucking Leo. That makes a lot of sense. A lot of sense. So, if you believe in cusps, I do. If you believe, some people don't, and that's okay. I definitely do. Lori is a Cancer Gemini cusp. And all of the, ans all of the questions have been answered. <laughs> I am so sorry. Because I defend Geminis. With a Leo. With a Leo. Woo! I don't, if along, you don't, I don't get along with cancers. Me either. So if you don't believe in cusps, it's then she'd two be a it's cancer. two it's two sides of the same crazy crashing into one another. It don't Nope. It don't it don't jive, it don't vibe. It, like it, it, it just it don't. It don't. It don't. <laughs> like Oh my god. Okay. That but since you said that about her mom, I had, had to look to, that up. We and... had and Chad Daybell's a fucking Leo. Okay. Um mm -hmm. if all of you if any of you are into astrology, all of your questions were answered. All of them. Cause I know we get into that and I'm sure there's people that listen that don't believe in it, but I do. I always have. Yeah. Um obviously don't take the sun sign of everybody and just be like, oh well, that's how they are, fuck them. Everybody's different. Your whole chart is going to oh, yeah, make you I've different. Gotten sh I've gotten shit forever for fucking crazy Gemini. Okay. Okay. I uh, normally, honestly, cannot stand Aries men. And one of my good friends. Maybe is an the gaslighting just made me so crazy. <laughs> you know? I mean, maybe just years of that. Just, ah! <laughs> But if you look at your own astrological sign and look at the attributes of it, nine times out of ten, you're going to find a lot of stuff you relate to on it. Mm. Maybe not everything, but a good amount. So a Gemini Cancer cusp. With a Leo. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm hmm Okay. It says so much. Like, episode over. No. Um, <laughs> there is everything you need to know. <laughs> so Lori Vallow was recently found guilty of murdering her two children, JJ, uh, which stands for Joshua Jackson. I love how they spell Jackson, too. J-A-X-O-N. Mm-hmm. Vallow and Tylee Ryan. 
She was also found guilty of conspiring to murder husband Chad Daybell's first wife, Tammy Daybell. On October 19th of 2019, Tammy died of what was initially deemed natural causes after Chad. I am so sorry. I am so sorry. An ad started playing and I couldn't stop it. That's happened to me before too. (laughs) A self-published author of doomsday themed books told authorities that she went to bed with a cough and didn't wake up. No autopsy was performed at the time. Within weeks, Lori and Chad were married. Three weeks to be exact. Three. So, okay. Weeks after Tammy's death, JJ's grandparents, Kay and Larry Woodcock, called for a welfare check on JJ7 and Tylee16 after the children hadn't been seen since September of 2019. So, Tylee, and we'll get more into this, um... This article kind of starts backwards because it's giving you more of what's going on as far as what uh, Lori was convicted of and how it came about because the con- because the sentencing just went down. She was sentenced to life in prison. Um, but JJ was adopted. It's not her biological child, but Tylee is her biological daughter. Um, the children hadn't been seen since September 2019, so JJ's parents did a welfare check. Lori was accused of not cooperating with police in the search for Tylee and JJ. When police arrived at Chad and Lori's home in Rexburg, Idaho, on November 27th of 2019, they found the property abruptly vacated. In February of 2020, Lori and Chad, who had fled to Kauai, Hawaii, Kauai, I believe that's how you say that. It is. Were arrested for failing to meet a court order to produce the children. JJ and Tylee's remains were found buried on Chad's property on June 9th of 2020. That December, police declared Tammy Daybell's death suspicious and her body was exhumed for an autopsy. On April 26th of 2023, Dr. Garth Warren, a forensic pathologist, revealed JJ's cause of death. He was Mm -hmm. this fucking word. Asphyxiated. He was asphyxiated, which is horrific. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile... Tylee's cause of death was determined homicide by unspecified means. Now, this is something we were both discussing earlier, that one of Chad Daybell's doomsday beliefs or his belief, we'll get into more of that later. If anybody watched Sins of the Mother, the second episode went more into uh, both of them were members of the Church of Latter-day Saints. And then, um, like, Chad went off the rails with his beliefs and wrote these books and part of what was in these books, maybe not even necessarily in the books, but what he believed was that he could say who were zombies or demons or what the fuck ever. But like in order to get rid of that in people, you had to either bind them or burn them. So with JJ's body being bound and um, Tylee's body being partially burned, that would explain like in their mind because even like you were like Casper was mentioning earlier, it took two years for Lori's competency hearing. And I think it was because Lori still believed that they were alive, but that by binding and burning them, it just exercised the demons. Like it just got rid of the zombie, but they, cause even in her sentencing statement, she was still talking as if she could like Tylee and JJ were still alive. Cause it even, and it even brought me back to what she kept telling everybody when they were missing. She kept, she said to her sister, 
she said to her mom she said to like everybody she's like there's someplace safe just because i because th- i think in her brain they were safe they weren't dead the zombie the demon in them was dead so they were no longer zombies so they weren't dead even though they were buried in your fucking husband's backyard <sighs> anyway um <laughs> Lori and Chad were both charged with conspiracy to commit first-degree murder in connection with Tammy's death, as well as first-degree murder in two counts of conspiracy to commit destruction, alteration, or concealment of evidence in connection with J.J. and Tylee's deaths. Chad was also charged with two counts of insurance fraud, while Lori faces an additional charge of conspiracy to commit murder in Arizona in connection with the shooting death of her ex-husband, Charles Vallow, which is hilarious because... I think Chad only got what, like less than half a million dollars from Tammy's in life insurance. And Charles Vallow uh, had a $1 million life insurance policy, but he took Lori off of it. She called like two days after he was killed. That was fucking crazy. He took her off of it. I'm like, y'all didn't try to hide. Like, this this is nuts. Lori's brother... Alex Cox shot Charles to death in 2019, claiming it was in self-defense. Alex was never charged with the crime, and he later died of natural causes, which we'll get into that, because that still, I I don't know about that. Like, he died of a blood clot, which his mother said ran in the family, but they found large amounts of Narcan in his system, so I don't, I don't know. Chad and Lori were tried separately and each pled not guilty to all charges against them. Lori did not face the death penalty, though prosecutors recommended it for Chad. Opening statements began on April 10th, and prosecutors cited money, power, and sex as the key motivators in the case. Lori used money, power, and sex or the promise of those things to get what she wanted, said Fremont County Prosecuting Attorney Lindsey Blake. Prosecutors also suggested that Chad and Lori's life together revolved around a small doomsday cult that believed in preparing for the imminent end of the world and eliminating people whose spirits had turned dark. During the trial, Rexburg police detective Ray Hermosillo Hermosillo took the stand. His testimony was accompanied by chilling postmortem photographs of JJ and Tylee. The images were jarring and Lori asked to be excused from the courtroom, but the judge quickly denied her request. Good. On May 12th of 2023, Lori was found guilty of murder and grand theft. She reportedly showed no visible emotion while the verdict was being read. And I believe the grand theft was because she took Charles Vallow's car. I think either Alex or Chad were driving around in his car, which is fucking weird. Um, Another quick thing to the money power sex thing is just interesting because it was said by, I don't remember, I think her sister that Lori never held a job. Like, as far as anybody knows, she never held a job. And, like, really what what attracted her to Charles was that Charles had money. Like, and she was struggling with Corey and... um, Colby. Colby. With Colby and Tylee. 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 I'm so sorry. She was struggling with Colby and Tylee. Like, she just was struggling. Like, she was... She did not... She wasn't working. I think she was welfare. They found her indigent like indigent like she did not have anything like she was basically she used her charm and good looks and sex to like meet men that had money so they could take care of her little kids i mean 
I guess no shame, but you fucking killed him and went crazy, so. Well, I mean, you gotta do what, what you gotta do, but she ain't gonna go kill him, okay? Like, okay. What? So, a mere <laughs> days later, Lori was indicted by a grand jury in Arizona for allegedly conspiring to kill her niece's husband, ba Brandon Boudreaux, on February 24, 2023, or 2022, rather. Arizona police say Lori's late brother, Alex Cox, shot at Boudreaux's outside his home, but he survived the the incident so i actually think that's cult, why they stole the car because they were trying that's to right, pin it on were, charles they were driving they alex was driving charles's car mm -hmm. at the time not his truck right and when they were saying about the cult there was somebody so alex married this woman that they knew that really didn't know alex very well and then they also set up uh Lori's niece to marry this other guy because they got so as far as we know it was this other woman that married Alex and her niece and this other man that they had involved in the cult and her friend Melanie Gibb who later turned on her because she will get into that but um I mean you could have two people and call it a cult. So, you know, right. a cult doesn't have to be thousands of people. Um, in July of 2023, Lori was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. She addressed the court prior to her sentencing and claimed that JJ visited her after his death and said, you didn't do anything wrong, mom. Wow. Here is everything to know about Lori Vallow Daybell and her life leading up to her trial. All right, so Lori Vallow Davao has been married five times. Against, again, hence what Becky was talking about, about how she pretty much just uses her looks and everything to make sure she has someone to take care of her and her kids. So Chad Daybell would have been the fifth and final. Yes. Charles Vallow. Was four. Was four. So Lori Vallow Daybell was born Lori Noreen Cox on June 26, 1973 in San Bernardino, California. She got married for the first time in 1992 when she was 19 years old to her high school sweetheart, Nelson Yanes. According to the East Idaho News, the pair divorced not long after marrying and shared no children. In 95, Lori mar married William Lagoya, with whom she shares um, her son, Colby Ryan. And the marriage was short-lived as she and Lagoria divorced in 96. So less than a year. Lori married her... Th that makes me so sad because that means Colby is 28 years old. Mm -hmm. So he was 27 years old when that documentary... Wow. Yeah. He was so much younger than I thought he was. Um, Lori married her third husband, Joseph Ryan, in 2001. So many Ryans. There's so many Ryans going on. So Joseph must have adopted Colby because Colby has Joseph's right. last name. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So they divorced in 2004, shared a daughter, Tylee. Ryan died in 2018 of an apparent heart attack, that would be Joseph, um, which authorities confirmed after looking into his death when an audio recording surfaced of Lori saying, I went through a lot of years of this kind of hard stuff. I was going to murder him. I was going to kill him, like the scripture says, like Nephi, Nephi killed just to stop the pain and to stop him from coming after me and stop him coming after my children. In 2005, Lori married Charles Vallow, with whom she adopted JJ. Charles is also a father to two children from his previous marriage to Cheryl Wheeler. 
Charles filed for divorce from Lori in 2019, citing her religious beliefs and alleged threats against his life if he got in the way of what she said, of what he said she believed to be her mission. Now, JJ was, was that her sister's son? Or I'm trying to figure out That how... was her, I don't. They explain this on the documentary, but I don't, I, I, I don't exactly remember. All I can remember is that the people that were taking care of him were his grandparents. It was his grandparents and his grandparents asked Lori and Charles to adopt him if they would adopt him because they felt it would be better for him to be with younger parents and have siblings right like Colby and and Tylee and Tylee just completely coveted over him um, they both did they JJ, both loved him. JJ also had autism what makes me really sad too is it makes me wonder about those grandparents like obviously they shouldn't blame themselves because it had it wasn't their fault at all. But could you My imagine? My heart broke for them. Seeing them in that documentary. That especially was, the grandpa. Oh my God. The grandpa just could not hold it together. And then it would intercut with the videos of him with JJ. I mean, he just loved like... Like, my dad is literally like the best dad and the best grandpa you could ask for. And like when you... And I had amazing grandparents and like... That's just something really special when you have amazing grandparents and like you have that connection with your grandparents. So it just like, it killed me every time they showed Mr. Woodcock. Like I just, it, oh God, you could just see the, the pain in that man. Like he loved, he loved both of those kids, but he really loved JJ. So on July 11th of 2019, Lori's brother Alex shot Charles to death in Lori's Arizona house. Cox claimed, Alex claimed that he fired the gun in self-defense while Lori, JJ, and Tylee were all in the home. Cox wasn't charged with a crime in relation to the slaying and has since died of natural causes. And that whole thing was so weird. That was very strange. Charles had been in contact with Lori's family, specifically one of Lori's other brothers who believed that she was really losing it. was Adam, right? Adam. Like, she was just really losing it. And they were trying to stage some type of intervention. And in the meantime, Lori knew what was going down and she had been in contact with Alex. She basically had made Alex like her, her hitman, mm -hmm. like, because at some point they were going to pin everything on Alex, like the shooting, shooting at the niece's ex-husband, what happened with Charles, like, and what was so awful with Charles is like Lori was really able to manipulate the hell out of the cops and make Charles Cancer. Like he was crazy like she did everything because and part of it you know looking back without knowing you know with knowing what we know now it did kind of make Charles crazy because when he would call the cops he was telling them like look I don't know what she's gonna do but you guys have got to believe me I have all these texts and emails of her talking about of her talking about demons and she's a god and all this other stuff and like, like at the I time Charles what, was the one that looked crazy. like I don't know what in the world she's capable of and I don't know what she's talking about and she won't let me see my kids and I don't know where they are so like Charles was trying to get her other brother Adam to like stage this intervention and in the meantime he was gonna go pick up JJ and when he got there Alex was there and Alex wasn't even supposed to be there and they made up which I truly believe they got Tylee in on this, that 
Charles came at, and this just didn't sound like Charles at all. Like the way they talked about, especially Colby, like the way they talked about Charles's character was like, he could not have been more of a stand-up guy. And saying that Charles like came after him with a bat. So Alex had to shoot him. And I'm like, that just makes no sense. Like none of that whole story and how cops believed it was self-defense. It just was so crazy. But none of that, it didn't even look like self-defense. It didn't sound like self-defense. And then Lori, like telling Colby that he had a heart attack, mm-hmm. he gets there and Tylee has to tell him, no, Alex killed him. And then Charles's two sons, older sons from his previous marriage, she sends them a text message, doesn't say, doesn't call, doesn't say how it happened, doesn't say my brother fucking shot and killed your dad. She says, oh, sorry, guys, your dad died. I'm making arrangements. I'll get back in touch with you. And they straight up don't hear from her for two fucking days. And they're like, bitch, if you don't answer the goddamn phone, what the fuck happened to our dad? Like, and then she goes, oh, I'm sorry. I'm getting JJ ready for school. I don't have time for this right now. And you're like, I I don't, like, I'm, this is cuckoo bird land. Like, I don't <laughs> even know what is happening right now. Like, the longer that documentary went on and the more, because I, I love, they were they were showing you a lot of the text messages and emails. I love how they did it, and, like, yeah. really showing you the voicemails, the phone recordings, like, really delving you deep into what was going on and what kind of person Lori was becoming and how she just was like, this was really unraveling, like what all of this was leading up to. Cause you end up finding out that in the, while all this was going on, like she, she had met Chad. You're going to get into this. Like she had met Chad. So like that, and we talked about that, like she was supposed to get, the the one million she thought she was gonna get the one million dollar life insurance from Charles and good job Charles you know good good job job Charles he's like you know just if anything you know I bet he did that on purpose too because if you think mm-hmm. about it when she was going fucking nutso and he was uh, having the cops being involved and the cops weren't doing shit he was like you know what I should probably change this I think he knew that she I was think he try knew something was gonna happen too. oh yeah I I think he knew that he wasn't. He just wanted so badly to protect his kids. But I think deep down he knew he wasn't. The longer he kept dealing with her, he was not going to make it. I think he knew he was going to die. And that just, that breaks my heart even more. Because the guy did not deserve it. He seemed fine. At all. He was such a, I mean, especially to be like, not many men today or ever are willing to do that. And that takes a real stand-up guy to meet a woman that has kids and is like, that's fine. I, I want to be a father to your kids. Like Colby considered him a dad. Yep. He was at his wedding. Like that was his dad as far as he was concerned. Like that, you know, not many men. And he already had two kids and he was like, I will accept your kids. I'll take care of you. Like he was the most stand up guy, but there was something that, Chad, and if you read that fucking letter he was sending to her, like, crazy as shit. I mean, I'm telling you, bitches will fall for fucking anything, but this bro, like... This bro. We are these beings that were married lifetimes over, and we walked with Jesus, and I'm like, dude. Just like somebody on TikTok a long time said, you slap Jesus on it, they'll believe it. This is his first time meeting her, too. Yes. First time meeting her, and they're both in this still life. married. In this life. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. 
I do believe in that, by the way. I'm not making fun of that. I do, too. But this is bullshit. Yeah. So A lot of this, I would... You know, I do believe in past lives, and I do believe in things like that. Yes. But this is... But this this is not correct. not even close to that. So, Lori met author and self-proclaimed doomsday prophet Chad Daybell in 2018, married him on November 5th, 2019, two weeks after the death of Chad's wife, Tammy, and three weeks before the missing persons case was open. So clearly some shit's going down. There's some shit going on. Well, and it was only four months after Charles was murdered. Mm-hmm. Well, he didn't leave her any money, so she had to do something. She had to, she had to do something. She had to do something. So her loved ones noticed a change in her in 2018. Um... So those closest to say that before 2018, she was a doting mother to Tylee and JJ, as well as a, as well as a devoted member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints (LDS) for short, not the FLDS, the LDS. One of her former teachers, wow, I can't read. One of her former neighbors from when she lived in Hawaii, Lee Tucker, told people that Lori seemed like a supermom, explaining she was always well put together, dressed nicely, organized, unflappable. I wanted to be just like her. After meeting Chad, however, Lori's loved ones perceived what they say were massive changes in her demeanor and behavior. I saw a change in 2018. Larry Woodcock, Lori's former father-in-law. There it is. Um, so it was where Charles is. It was either Charles or Joseph. It might have been Joseph's parents. Parents. Okay. Somebody's parents. Um. It was just crazy. He said of Lori's beliefs and Chad's theories. I couldn't believe that she was falling for it. He added that Lori loved her daughter and loved JJ, leaving him and his wife Kay struggling to reconcile who she was with the murders she was accused of committing. I thought Lori was great, very loving. Lori's former sister-in-law, Annie Cushing, concurred. But there was a tectonic shift in her and she went over the edge. Larry also said that while he believed Lori and Chad may have hidden the children or jarred a cult, he and Kay couldn't fathom the couple actively harming them. Tucker similarly said she can't wrap her mind around the allegations against Lori. On April 25th of 2023, Lori's sister, Summer Cox, Shiflet, took the stand during Lori's murder trial. I don't remember the exact wording, but she basically told me she knew where they were and she knew they were safe. Which is kind of what we were talking about. She told pretty much everybody this. Um, a phone call between the sisters was then played in court. In the recording, Shiflet yelled at her sister about the alleged crimes, revealing that Lori went to Hawaii and was dancing on the beach after her kids' deaths. Lori, if you let this happen to them and put them in the ground like a piece of trash, I don't know you. Shiflet adds on the call, we could have taken, we would have taken them. Um, Lori reportedly exchanged emails with Chad, asking him whether JJ and Tally's spirits were dark or light. So, to put this in perspective... These people believed that there were levels of angel of light and dark. L is light, D is dark. There were up to, I believe it was six. So you could be a six L, you were like the highest, six D was the lowest. And then what would happen is if they were certain dark, they were like a demon. And then they could also become what is a zombie, a human being that is a zombie, which basically means a demon lives in them and they aren't them anymore and they're just basically a walking zombie because the demon lives in them. So anyway, um, according to Fox 10 Phoenix, Chad informed Lori via email that Tylee's spirit was rated 4.1D, 
which basically meant she was very close to the 60, which is the lowest. And JJ was a 4.2L, and he was very close to the highest of the light. Also noting that Tylee's deceased father, Joseph's spirit, was a 4.3D, so he was even more of the devil. Twos and threes are fluid and can change sides during Earth life. Chad wrote, four and above have made covenants to their side. They rarely switch sides. Chad also labeled Lori's then estranged husband, Charles, a 3L and her brother at a 2L. Also, real quick, so I, I did figure out with Kay and Larry. So Kay and Larry had a daughter, and their daughter was on drugs along with her boyfriend. And their daughter gave birth to JJ. Um, Kay Woodcock is uh, Charles Vallow's sister. Okay. And uh, when... Um, Kay and Larry's daughter gave up custody of JJ while she was dealing with her substance abuse issues. They took custody of JJ because they didn't want to see him in the foster care system. And they believed that they were too old to take care of them. So that's when Kay and Larry asked Charles and Lori if they would adopt that's right. JJ. So it was somebody's clear, sister. Just wanted to clear that up because they do give you a quick family tree in the first episode of the Netflix series. Um, but, uh, I just wanted to clear that up just so there wasn't any confusion. So we got down to exactly how JJ was related to the whole situation. So at one point, Lori allegedly told this is kind of going to get into a little bit of what I just was explaining to you guys. Lori allegedly told a friend that Tylee and JJ were zombies and that she and Chad were on a mission to eradicate them before the second coming of Christ. Zombies. The term zombie refers to an individual whose mortal spirit has left their body and their body is now the host of another spirit. Rexburg Police Lieutenant Don Ball wrote in an affidavit obtained by people, the new spirit in a zombie is always considered a dark spirit. Which, mind you, Lori and Chad thought that the eternal, like the basically where Jesus was coming for the second coming and the new heaven was going to be was Rexburg, Idaho. For why? That sounds, sounds about right. Sounds promising. According to the East Idaho News, citing court documents in March of 2020, Lori allegedly also told her niece Melanie Boudreaux-Pulowski that Pulowski's children had become possessed and were zombies. Per court filing in Pulowski's custody case against her ex-husband Brandon Boudreaux. The filing submitted by Brandon's legal team also alleged that Lori claimed Brandon needed to die and that may indicate that Tylee and JJ needed to die as well. Oh, that's great. So, Lori allegedly believed that she was a god. Uh, her ex-husband, Charles, claimed that in February of 2019, court filings that part of why he wanted to divorce her was because of her extreme religious beliefs, some of which allegedly threatened him with violence per court documents obtained by Fox 13. The mother, who is Lori Vallow, informed the father, Charles Vallow, that she was a god and assigned to carry out the work of the 144,000... It's always the big number at Christ's second coming in July of 2020. And that if father Charles Vallow got in her way of her mission, that she would murder him. A 2019 court filing read in part elsewhere in the filing, Charles alleged that Lori had recently become infatuated at times obsessive about near death experiences and spiritual visions 
and that Lori told him she was eternally married to the ancient Book of Mormon prophet Moroni, and that she has lived numerous lives on numerous planets prior to this current life. I know that was something that she used to say on that podcast. Think, on the podcast that she did, yeah. So it seemed like the podcast wasn't helping her either. It actually seemed like the podcast was enabling a lot of her beliefs Because people well. were listening to mm-hmm. it and feeding into it. According to a probable cause affidavit obtained by East Idaho News and Desert News in July of 2020, Lori allegedly told her friend Melanie Gibb, uh, this is the one that came in to play when JJ went missing and she told the police that JJ was with Melanie and JJ was not. He would have been dead by this time. That she convinced her son, JJ's grandmother, Kay Woodcock, to take him in because she had cancer. Vallow further told Gibb that she had told Kay that she had cancer in order to convince Kay to take JJ. So that's why Melanie thought the whole time that Kay had JJ, even though Lori was telling the police that JJ was with Melanie. Um, Vallow further elaborated to Gibb that she had traveled with JJ and handed him off to Kay in an airport. Lori did not have cancer. And it was Woodcock who later reported JJ missing to authorities. In January of 2020, Colby Ryan, Lori's son with ex-Joseph Ryan, released a YouTube video in which he urged Lori to come clean and help authorities find Tylee and JJ. I know you know what the right thing is to do, and I know you have a good heart. He said in the seven-minute clip, it's time to do the right thing. Another person originally in Lori's corner was her sister, Summer Cox Shiflett, who later wrote in a June 2020 Facebook post that she could no longer support Lori. She was the one that went on the CBS Morning News with her mom and originally defending Lori. Um, Losing our precious Tylee and JJ in this horrific way is more than we can bear, Uh, Shiflet wrote. We had prayed our hearts out for them and hoped with all of our hearts that they were safe, but we sadly have to face this new reality and our family will never, ever be the same. Meanwhile, Lori's former in-laws, Larry and Kay Woodcock, have urged her to be well they really weren't her in-laws but um have urged her to be half honest about their grandson's death there are just so many unanswered questions that Kay and i have larry said to people in 2020 if vala would just be half honest she doesn't even have to be completely honest just be half honest and give us answers because we just don't understand it in May of 21, just days before what would have been J.J. Vallow's ninth birthday, a judge declared Lori indigent, meaning she is unable to pay court fees. Kay Woodcock told the Rexburg Journal that the judge's decision tracked with Lori's history of financial difficulty, noting she's never been good at money management. Wheeler recalled that as long as she you knew think? of Lori, Lori never worked. The way she would describe it is that dad went to work and Lori would leave. Wheeler told the East Idaho News she has never had a job that I've known of other than being a hairdresser before they married, but she would leave and go be with her family or do other things. Yeah. As long as she had some She was on Wheel of Fortune. That was interesting. That was weird. Right. Wheeler claimed that she became concerned for Lori's mental health within Lori's first year of marriage to Charles. She just seemed off. There were a lot of strange goings on at the home to the point that a judge ordered cameras to be put in their home to protect the children. I mean, just then take the fucking kids away. Like, why would you have... Oh, my God. In May of 2021, District Judge Stephen Boyce declared Lori unfit to stand trial based on a psychological evaluation. At this time, the defendant is not competent to proceed and recommends restorative treatment. 
Boyce wrote in his order. He did not specify what made her incompetent, nor what treatment she would require. Idaho does not offer insanity as a defense, but does require defendants to understand charges against them. The prosecution disputed the psychological assessment per a court order obtained by People Magazine was a, was she was committed to a 90 day 90 days in a psychiatric facility run by the Idaho Department of Health and Welfare. In April of 2022, the judge declared that Lori was restored to competency and fit to proceed. I feel like a lot of what that was was genuinely just kind of reversing her brainwash. Because if if she didn't think her kids were dead, you know, like she's clearly, how is she going to be fit to do a trial when her children are dead when she doesn't even think they're dead? And then this is where it gets really crazy because I did actually watch this. I did not watch her trial, but I did watch the sentencing. Um, July of this year, shortly before Lori was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole for murdering her two children and conspiring to murder Tammy... Chad Daybell's first wife, Lori was given an opportunity to speak in court. Dressed in an orange prison jumpsuit, Lori denied that her children and Tammy had been murdered. Jesus knows me and Jesus understands me. I mourn with all of you who mourn my children and Tammy. Jesus Christ knows the truth of what happened here. Jesus Christ knows that no one was murdered in this case. Accidental deaths happen. Suicides happen. Fatal side effects from medications happen the fuck is that supposed to me lori also told the court that she had a near-death experience in 2002 while giving birth to tylee during this she claimed that her sister stacy lynn cox cope who died suddenly in 1998 at the age of 31 came to her because of this experience lori claimed that she has the power to communicate with dead relatives as well as jesus christ and angels. I don't think it works that way. Because of these communications, I know for a fact that my children are happy and busy in the spirit world. Because of my communications with my friend Tammy Daybell, whose husband I started fucking two weeks after he killed her, I know <laughs> that's not exactly what she said. She I know well. she is also very happy and extremely busy. I'm sorry for the awkward pause, but I'm still trying to figure out what's happening. I know. I'm, my brain's like, do you guys remember? I'm still like, I, I don't. Do you guys I'm remember Eileen Warnos? Yep. Obviously not the same, but it, it, it's, it's, the, it's the words that don't make, a, don't make any, any sense. You're saying a lot without saying anything at all. You're just like saying all these things, but I'm like, I'm, I'm not understanding We're like, what you're saying. What? Anyway, at all what you're saying. So she claims that her children visit her from the grave and tell her that they're happy and that they don't blame her for the deaths. And she describes Tammy Daybell as her eternal friend. I know she's extremely busy helping her family, especially her children and her grandchildren. And I have a great love for Tammy. I need. Awesome. Is she schizophrenic? Because, like, I need, I, 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 have, I have questions. I, is she schizophrenic or is she just, like, truly believed that that happened? Like, I don't, is she hallucinating or is she just so into her I, head? I buy that she's that brainwashed. Yeah. I really do. 
I buy that she's that brainwashed. And I think some of what I've seen too in her with the impulsiveness with the different men and the not being able to hold a job and the, the changing person. I, I'm seeing a lot of borderline personality disorder. You know what? You're I'm right. I'm seeing yeah. a whole lot. I am, I am not a therapist. I am not a psychiatrist. I cannot diagnose people at all. At all. But I read a lot. I've had my own experiences with mental health and various things. And she, there, there's, especially at her age, because the older you get, undiagnosed BPD can get way worser. So I don't want to say who on the podcast, but I know someone personally. I, yeah, so and I, I think I know you. You'd think I'm pretty sure you know who I'm talking yeah. about. Pretty sure she was undiagnosed BPD. Yeah, because it makes a lot of sense now that you're. I know who that, you're talking about, and I've also had people in my own family. So yeah, I yeah, it makes a lot of sense with you saying that because I'm like, wow. Not that I'm saying she's like Lori Vallow, but, but I'm seeing the, a lot of the parallels. Impuls, the impulsiveness. Yes. The bad with money. Yes. The, the, the like, just the quick decisions without thinking. The getting the, roped into things. The, the convincing yourself so hard that certain yeah. things are real when they're not. Yeah. I, now that you're saying that, I'm like, yeah, I definitely see the parallels. So I definitely think she had BPD. Yeah. And... I think culminating an undiagnosed mental disorder with these religious ideations and then you start adding on the the doomsday and the apocalyptic natures of things and um, it's just a bad recipe all of it well and I think she was believing a lot of that stuff before she met Chad Daybell and I think she tried to convince ex-husbands including Charles of what she was saying and Charles was just like Listen, I'll join the LDS church, but the rest of this crap, like, I'm not buying it. And Chad not only believed her, but believed even wackier shit and fed more into what she was already believing with the delusional mind on top of giving her all the sexual attention, telling her how gorgeous and beautiful and she had the body of a goddess and all this other stuff. Like, they both fed a need in one another big time yeah big time because and it chad, makes sense with bpd because chad's a fucking narcissist psychopath isn't bpd don't you have like most most people that have that don't they have like a person like they call it their person yeah that they kind of just latch oh yeah they latch yeah and it yeah. seems like she yeah. had a lot of that she had a lot of that where she would latch onto these men yeah and Chad, she really latched on to Chad. And yeah, that but Chad was... latched back on to her. Exactly. Too. Like, don't ever let a Leo latch on to you. <laughs> no offense to you, Leos, but don't. <laughs> Unless you're my cat. She's the only Leo allowed. Or my guinea pig. He's allowed to. He's fine. So just to give everybody a quick rundown. Pets are okay. <laughs> like, animals as Leos, pass. Humans is Leo's no. fail. Um, ultimate fail. So just to give everybody a quick, this is a time synopsis from 2019 when Charles Vallow was murdered up until now. Um, just to kind of give everybody a quick timeline recap of everything that happened up until. Also, um, like we just heard, Charles, or I'm sorry, Chad Daybell's trial will not be until April of next year. Uh, July 11th of 2019, 
Charles Vallow, Lori Vallow's fourth husband, was murdered by her brother Alex Cox in Arizona. Police initially ruled that Alex acted in self-defense, but reopened the case months later after the children reported missing. August of 2019, Lori moves children JJ and Tylee to Rexburg, Idaho, close to where her future husband Chad Daybell lives with his wife Tammy, so from Arizona to Idaho. September 8th of 2019, Tylee is seen alive for the last time during a trip to Yellowstone National Park with Lori, JJ, and Alex. In the following weeks, Lori tells people that her daughter is studying at Brigham Young University's Idaho campus. And I think that either her or Chad were texting Colby from Tylee's cell phone. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. That's why they Colby's wouldn't call like, him. Colby's like, you don't text like this. And yeah. So he wanted I, her to call him and they wouldn't. And that's, I definitely believe that's definitely that. a red flag. They, it was also said in the timeline that on the show on Netflix that JJ would have been murdered I think a day or two after that picture when they said that uh, Alex brought him in in his red pajamas and that he was just sleeping but he was probably dead by yeah. then. Um, September 23rd of 2019 the last time JJ is seen at school in Rexburg oh okay so there would have been a time different timeline then Lori emails the school the following day claiming she is moving the family to California for a new job. Also, just the amount of lying that Lori did. Like, this is what's really crazy to me. Like, her and Chad. Like, if you really are Christians and you're such good people and you walk with Jesus and all this other bullcrap, like, you both lied upon, lied upon. You lied to literally everybody. You lied to friends. You lied to family. You lied to the police. You lied to everybody. But they and thought that under, was their due diligence. Well, that and that's what they kept saying. She kept, there. the excuse was we have to lie to protect ourselves. That doesn't make any sense. Protect yourselves from what? Unless you're like being held captive. Like that makes no sense to say that I have to lie. Like you lie to get out of things. Like you, I, I mean, <laughs> she did, she just lied so much. It was insane. Like, I'm like, how are you even keeping up with these lies? Cause you're clearly lying she's so not. much. It No, clearly none of them were. October 2nd of 2019 is when Lori's niece, ex-husband Brandon, her niece, Melanie's ex-husband, Brandon, is targeted by a drive-by shooting in Arizona. Police identify the vehicle carrying the shooter as the Jeep registered to Charles Vallow, which is why, Lori, there was the grand theft uh, charge that she got. October 19th of 2019, Chad's wife, Tammy, 49 years old, dies at their Idaho home. An obituary states that she passed away peacefully in her sleep. Chad, now I'm telling you, this is, this is the biggest, this red flag is bigger than the sun. He declines an autopsy and her death is listed due to natural causes because he wouldn't allow an autopsy. But then when they when they exhumed her body, it was asphyxi... I never get that word right. Exfixiation. Thank you. You got me fucked up now. Exfix... Choked. Yeah. Fuck that word. Asphyxiated. There we go. I'm never... That's the one. That I'm like, is, you got me fucked That word now. is my fucking kryptonite. Like, I just can't say it. I just, I literally can't. Every time I say that word now, I'm just going to say fucking choke. And you guys are going to know what the fuck I'm talking about. Because I can't. 
Um, Suffocated. Like, I'm done. <laughs> like, the fucking word hates me. October 25th of 2019, a friend of Tylee receives a vague miss you text from her phone, but says that it doesn't sound like the teen. November 5th of 2019. Oh, that, that was the friend that was in the Netflix. Yeah. Doc, yeah, I can't remember her name, but. Um, November 5th of 2019, Lori and Chad tie the knot on a beach in Kauai. Receipts indicated that Lori, this is fucking crazy too. Lori bought her own wedding ring from Amazon nearly three weeks prior to Tammy's death, but used Charles's Amazon account. Fucking hilarious. three weeks prior to his wife dying with your dead husband's amazon account i that's the only way to do it and the only reason they were able to link it back to her because if you remember i think it was that reporter or that i think it was a reporter looked on he got sent the wedding photos Mm -hmm. and saw the ring and was like, that's the ring that was ordered on the Amazon account. So that's how they were able to link that back with her. Can we talk about the the fact that there were 666 pictures? When he (sighs) said that, I was like, like, who's the, who's the dark one? (laughs) Like, excuse? (laughs) Like, fucking what? (laughs) Hilarious. Bitch. November 26th of 2019, out-of-state relatives asked Idaho police to perform a welfare check on JJ. This was JJ's grandparents. Lori and Chad claim he is in Arizona. With oh, Now, this is really crazy. Lori was in an apartment. They were all living in the same apartment complex. She was in an apartment downstairs with... Uh, so, Chad and Alex, her brother, were upstairs. She was in an apartment downstairs with her niece... And they knocked on Chad's door first and Chad. So by this time they're already married fucking every fucking and everything. But Chad said, Oh, I've only met her a couple of times through her brother. I don't really know her that well. Like they all lie. It just, there was so much lying, but eventually it got around to where they told the police in Idaho that she was living with Melanie Gibb, the friend in Arizona that JJ was with her. Um, and then later called Melanie and said, if the police call you lie to them. And she's like, Chad um, literally did that. No. Uh, she's like, what the fuck? Why would I do that? Like, no. So police soon learned that no one has seen JJ or Tylee since September. November 27th of 2019, police execute a search warrant related to the children at Lori's home and discover that she and Chad have fled Idaho. So this was the very next day. They were like, they know something's up. We gotta get the fuck out of here. December 11th of 2019, Tammy's body is exhumed from a Utah cemetery and her death is reclassified as suspicious. December 12th of 2019, Lori's brother Alex is found dead in the bathroom in his Arizona home. Months later, an autopsy determines that he died of natural causes while he had the overdose drug Narcan in his system. And see, I don't know if Narcan induces blood clot. Like, who knows? Who who fucking knows? Let me do a quick Google while you continue reading. Um, 
December 21st, 2019, Rexburg police issued the first press release. So again, this is the day after they exhumed Tammy's body and determined that her death was suspicious because Alex knew they were going to pin, they were going to pin all this on him. Anything that was going to happen, Brandon getting shot at, Tammy's death, the kids going missing, Chad and Lori were going to blame all of this on him. All of this. And I guess he just thought, I'm, I'd rather kill myself than go then spend the rest of my life in prison like i'm not i'm not going down for this december 21st of 20 also by this time he knew the kids were murdered too so they were going to put everything on him the kids tammy brandon being shot at everything they were going to put everything back on alex um now this is this is not peyton alex is a good guy either so um, December 21st, 2019, Rexburg police issued the first press release about JJ and Tylee, revealing that they believe their disappearance could be linked to Tammy's death and asking the public for information. December 24th of 2019, uh, Lori and Chad issue a statement through their, through their attorney saying they love their son and daughter and look forward to addressing allegations once they have moved beyond speculation and rumor. Yeah. December 30th of 2019, police accuse Lori and Chad of lying to investigators and say they believe the couple know where the kids are and what happened to them. January 3rd of 2020, police searched Chad's home in Salem, Idaho, and removed 43 items, including tech devices and journals. They also comb over sections of the snow-covered yard with rakes and metal detectors. January 26th of 2020, Lori and Chad are seen for the first time in months and police serve as police serve them with two search warrants in Kauai. Lori is also served with a court order to produce the children to authorities in Idaho in five days. The couple are approached by media while officers serve the documents and refuse to say anything about the children. And I know people were like, why did they give them five days? Why did they give them five days? I think by this time, because they thought the kids were still alive and they thought if they if they just pushed on, this is my theory because I've seen this with other cases, if they pushed on this too hard that they would have no chance of getting the kids back. So I think the police still believed at this time the kids were still alive. Um, just saying, because I've seen this before. You push on it, they could move the kids and the kids would be, or kill them, whatever, but by this time they were already already dead. Um, January 30th of 2020, Lori misses the court deadline to produce the children to Idaho authorities. February 20th of 2020, Lori is arrested in Kauai and charged with two felony counts of, of desertion and non-supportive dependent children. One misdemeanor court, one misdemeanor count each for resisting and obstructing an officer solicitation of a crime and contempt of court. March 5th of 2020, Lori is extradited back to Idaho where she's held on a million dollar bond at Madison County Jail. March 17th of 2020, Lori professes her innocence in a statement through her attorney as two other members of her defense team quit and the judge removes himself from the case. Oh. March 24th of 2020, court documents filed in the divorce of Lori's niece, Melanie, and her husband, Brandon Boudreaux, alleged that Lori told people she believed her children were zombies before they disappeared. April of 2020, authorities revealed that they are investigating Lori and Chad for murder, attempted murder, and conspiracy in connection with Tammy's death. June 9th of 2020, police searched Chad's home in Salem for the second time and discovered human remains. Now, before this, I think between April and June of 2020, 
they had found cell phone records of Alex that pinned the FBI had his cell phone and they pinned his cell phone coordinates to two separate areas in Chad Daybell's backyard. And when they searched those two areas, that's when they found the remains. Um, Chad was taken into police custody and charged with destruction of concealment of evidence. Um, and of course, like I mentioned earlier, he had told Tammy that, or he had said that there were, it was a raccoon or in the backyard. Um, May 25th, 2021, Lori, when it initially happened before Tammy died, May 25th of 2021, Lori and Chad are charged with first degree murder and the deaths of the, of the children of JJ and Tylee. Chad is also charged with the first degree murder and the death of his wife, Tammy. May 27th, 2021, Lori is deemed incompetent to stand trial on the murder charges in Idaho. August 5th, 2021, uh, prosecution announces it will seek the death penalty for Chad. April 11th of 2022, Lori is restored competency. Criminal proceedings against her in Idaho are ordered to continue. April 14th of 2022, Lori is taken to Madison County Jail in Rexburg, Idaho by Fremont County Sheriffs. And April 10th of 2023, Lori goes on trial for the murders of JJ and Tylee. And as we know, in July of this year, she was found guilty and sentenced to life in prison. Um, she is currently going, going through the extradition process back to Arizona to stand trial in connection with, uh, Charles's death. Um, and then Chad's case with the murders of JJ Tiley and then his wife, Tammy, um, his court case was commuted to April of next year. So if that gets everybody up to speed on what's going on. So I did actually find a really good article that's kind of going to go over what happened when Alex died. Um, so Narcan is the brand name of Noxalone, a drug that is used to counter the effects of narcotics overdose, usually administered to treat patients who overdose on opioids, heroin, morphine, and other substances. The actual report will be officially released sometime next week, according to the TV station. The medical examiner's report lists the primary cause of death as bilateral pulmonary not even going to try that, which was the scientific term for what's a clot in the lungs. That's a really long way of saying thrombosis. Okay. The report says that a contrary... Which is a blood clot. <laughs> Thrombro thrombosis. If anybody wants to know, thrombosis, blood clot. There so you the more you know. He was determined to have high blood pressure, which placed him at a higher risk of developing coronary artery disease. Well, you know, killing people will give you high blood pressure. It probably. Just in case you guys yeah. didn't know. A symptom of high blood pressure, killing people. An anonymous family so member said that he did not smoke, drink, take drugs, and was not on any medication. So, in the week leading up to his death, last December 12th, Cox was complaining of chest pain, shortness of breath, according to the medical examiner. He was rushed to the hospital, pronounced dead shortly after his arrival to the emergency room. Phoenix News Station Fox 10 obtained a transcript of the 911 call amid the ongoing search for Lori's children, who were last seen in Rexburg. Lori and her new husband, Chad, who family members say are members of a dangerous doomsday cult, are considered persons of interest in this children's disappearance. The case captured national attention with the revelations that the police were also investigating a string of deaths surrounding the couple, including their previous spouses and Alex. The 911 call was made by 25-year-old Joseph Lopez, who can be heard telling dispatchers that Cox is his mother's boyfriend, but he doesn't know him personally. 
He says that Cox is breathing. Yeah, they played part of that on mm-hmm. the Netflix thing. So he that said that he's twice. breathing, but appears to be passed out in feces on the ground around him. Lopez's voice is thick with panic as he responds to the desk. This bastard's questions about Cox's breathing and what position he's in. The paramedic instructs Lopez to lay Cox flat on his back so he can perform CPR, but he says the victim is too big to move. After a minute or so, Lopez reports that his mother is in the room and puts the dispatcher on the speakerphone. Lopez is heard frantically saying, come here, come here, it's really bad. The mother, who did not say her name, tells the dispatcher that she knows CPR, as Lopez repeatedly asks how far away the ambulance is. Five seconds later, or seconds later, first responders arrive to take over Lopez and his mother. The dispatcher asks him to stay on the line a bit longer so he can get more information about Alex. After Lopez says he doesn't know his last name, dispatcher tells him it's okay to hang up the call, which lasted seven minutes. And it makes you wonder how much the now the mother has a name I'm not even going to try to pronounce. It's like Zule, Zulema, Zulema, something like that. Yeah, um, she was married to Alex, so mm-hmm. how did her own son not even know anything about him? That just makes you like she was real deep into the cult until all of this was found out, and then she ended up uh, she gave a court testimony about um, what Al, uh, what Lori and chad had talked about because she was a part of all of it i don't even think she was in marriage she was even in love with alex they just knew her and she barely knew alex and they were like you two should just get married and it was like what the fuck and then uh melanie the niece and her husband were witnesses at their wedding and then they were witnesses at melanie and her new husband's wedding and they, they barely knew each other it was just all through reading chad's books and going to these seminars they they would go to and it just so rest in peace tylee and jj this is absolutely horrific rest in peace charles tammy um i mean charles and tammy are bad enough but i don't even know how to make sense of tylee and jj like that just doesn't even i i don't there's just not much you can say when it comes to something like that you just you just pray for them and uh yeah it's just so hard because you want to say you hope they're in a better place but it's like they should be here alive and happy and around people that love them like they were 16 and 7 years old like i don't even those are babies i i i don't even in their own mother like it just but we know we've done episodes before we know mothers are capable of doing these type of things to their children for whatever reason um casper and i both did talk and say that we don't think that she physically killed them i believe that alex did it and then chad kind of finished the ritual and how he buried them and did whatever to the bodies like all three of them were involved, though. Like, whoever physically... Did. That's why I just think it's so strange that she was like, you know, accidental medication side effects can cause death. It's like, okay, so if all these things were true, if Tammy killed herself, if the kids had some sort of accidental overdose, if all this stuff happened, like, why were none of you honest about that? Like, if something if something really... If it... Wh- who... Who says, oh my God, my kids had a medical reaction to a medication. They die. Let me bury them in the backyard instead of trying to take them to a hospital. Like, I I don't. It's all these things like I'm trying to follow what you're saying, but it's like you're 
actions, mm-hmm. it, it's not lining up. Like, it's not lining up I tell all. you what, though, guys. I did but not realize she got, the extent. Lori got what she deserved. Chad definitely deserves the death penalty. Like, there's... I'm, I'm usually not in favor of the death penalty, but this is a pretty cut and dry case. I don't care how many times he wants to plead not guilty. He fucking did this. I don't know what he thinks he's got up his sleeve that's going to save him unless he's just going to pin it all on Lori and Alex, which at this point, you've got so much incriminating against you. It wouldn't even matter how much you cry wolf and pin it all on Alex and Lori. Alex is dead. Lori's been sentenced. Like, you're done, bro. Like, even if it's not the death penalty, like, you're definitely getting life in prison. Like, there's no possibility of you ever getting out of prison. Ever. Like, it ain't, it ain't happening, my dude. Like... So three things. First of all, you're done. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> you're done. Second of all, fuck. Um, oh, I did not realize the extent of how absolutely insane all of this was until I watched that documentary. So I highly recommend you guys watching that on Netflix. It's called it, The Sins of My Mother. It really puts it's everything so in a perfect timeline. It's very easy to watch about little over 45 minutes for each segment it's a three-part um but just know please please prepare yourself it is heavy it is very hard to watch it gets the last episode the is last episode is really very sad. emotional because it centers a lot around colby but um if if this is if you were captivated by the case as much as we were i mean you gotta think so this is early 2020 we're like right before covid and then even during the midst of covid it was like this Tiger King fucking like we needed something to occupy our time because the fucking world was shut down. But this was like a big thing because we were like, where the fuck is this lady's kids? I mean, everybody did this. We all did this. Everybody. Once this made national news, everybody was like, this is fucking crazy. Why won't this lady tell everybody where her kids are? And then you that was already sus in itself. Yeah, but then you start piecing it together that uh, her husband got shot under weird circumstances. His wife died under weird circumstances. Like, the more that was coming out about the story, even early on while the kids were still missing, just made no sense. So this really captivated everybody in a time where we really didn't have much else to do, but we're it just was so strange. It was such a strange... And even now, even talking about it now, watching the Netflix documentary, reading the People article we read to you guys and, and going through that timeline. This is just still not, it, it, it will never, and I think if you're a good, and we've said this before in a lot of these episodes we've done that are just so out of pocket and crazy and the cults and the way people are brutalized or murdered or the serial, any of these episodes we do. If you are of sound mind, if you are not a psychopath, if you do have empathy, then of course you would never be able to wrap your mind around why somebody would do things like this. And that's a good thing. So every time you ask yourself, how in the world could somebody do this? It's a good thing that you ask yourself that because that means you're a good person and you know that that's not the right things to do to people. So... I do have one more point to make, though. Lori is going to prison for fucking up kids. Let me tell you something. I don't know a lot about prison, but 
But I know when they find out why Good you're luck in prison. With that, Lori. And that you fucked with kids. You and Chad both. Have fun with that. Have fun. It will not surprise me if somebody doesn't get your ass for that. Because not they will fuck you up. When they and find you want to know kids. why? Because those women have kids and they can't see their fucking kids. So a lot of those women in Max that committed murder, a lot of them, it's because of abusive men and they got kids they're never going to see. So you coming in there with your little pretty face and the way you fucked around and killed your own kids and they got kids on the outside. That's what me and my husband were really just having this discussion of why the most hardened like killers and rapists and everything in prison will go after people that fuck with kids. It's because they have kids. It's like this unwritten rule. It's like the mob rule, like even amongst <laughs> murderers. Like you don't fuck with kids and anybody that fucks with kids. It's because they have men and women in prison. It doesn't matter. They have kids on the outside. So whatever they did for their crime, they justify that. But they're ki- they're never going to see their kids again, whether they justify or not. They have kids on the outside. So if they can't see their kids and you killed your kids, be prepared to get fucked up, if not murdered in prison, especially if they're already doing life. You think they're worried about catching another life case? Add it on. I'm not getting out to begin with. (laughs) Three life sentences? Add on another one. I'm not fucking getting out of this bitch. (laughs) Like, they really don't care. Like, homeboy that killed fucking... Uh, when he killed Jeffrey Dahmer, he was like, I ain't getting out of here. So the fuck if I, like, what do I care? <laughs> like, if you know you already have a life sentence, like, there's no possibility you're getting out, you're taking motherfuckers down with you. You think you're going to care about adding another life sentence on? If the fact that no. she fucked up her children won't get her killed, her just talking the way that she talks. They'll get sick of hearing that real quick. Yeah. Someone will be like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I don't fucking care. She gonna get she gonna get told shut the fuck up enough times before she's gonna get cracked in the mouth. Right. And then she'll shut the fuck up. And then up. she'll shut the fuck up. Because she won't have any teeth. Anyway. So uh don't wanna say hope you guys enjoy. Um, but uh we do hope that this was informative if anybody was uh following the case or still curious about the outcome of the case or maybe hadn't heard anything in a while and it just happened to pop up that Lori was sentenced and people were kind of like oh I remember this case what happened um we hope we were able to give you as much information as possible um and again like Casper mentioned please watch the Sense of My Mother documentary on Netflix if you're really wanting a visual timeline of everything that happened it's really good but very heavy so um thank you guys and next week's episode we're getting back into old school cryptids guys yes. we haven't done one of these in a while and shockingly i was telling cat breaking across this on tiktok uh i'm shocked we've never done a sheep squatch episode we've covered good old bigfoot sasquatch we've even covered bat squatch but not sheep we've never covered sheep squatch guys we've done a lot of stuff from west virginia a lot. Mothman, I've been there. We've been to West Virginia Penitentiary in Moundsville. We've covered a lot of West Virginia, but we're going right back to West Virginia again, and this time we're covering Sheep Squatch. I personally love West Virginia. I do. West Virginia is beautiful. Uh, We're not far from, we're a little far from 
so we're more on the farther west side of Ohio and the eastern side of Ohio is borders uh the eastern side or the western side of West Virginia and like all of that so that's more of the side of West Virginia I've been on is the uh eastern side of West Virginia closer to um I'm sorry the western side of West Virginia closer to the eastern side of Ohio that is absolutely gorgeous it's beautiful um but heart of Appalachia and that's where your cryptid stories are gonna come from because you get in woods that deep and dense you're you're bound to there's there's bound to be fucking something in them, them damn woods up in here <laughs> there's fucking something in there. what is it the, the one girl on uh tiktok says if you if you heard it you didn't if you saw it you didn't you didn't <laughs> it's don't, like don't fucking you know, whistle in the goddamn woods either that's the best piece of advice we could ever give you from this podcast don't fucking whistle in the woods and if you hear a whistle in the woods, Run. Don't, don't follow it but you know what's crazy is I was talking like, to you white people. <laughs> she really is though. What's funny is that me and my uh, fiance were talking about this and I was like, you know, when I go out into the woods, I'm not scared of skinwalkers. No. I'm not scared of bears. I'm no. not scared of anything. I'm scared of people. I'm scared of people more than anything. Because skinwalkers, I can just be like, in the name of Jesus, fuck off. But like, you know, you can't do that with people. You can't do that. People are just fucking crazy. I meant to tell you the other day as I was walking in the woods, even though it's a local park, so I don't really call it the woods, but I'm walking in the woods listening to a podcast about skinwalkers, and the irony of it doesn't hit me until about halfway through my walk. Like, this is a little strange. <laughs> You're like, well, look where this I am. <laughs> It was actually a really, it was a three and a half hour podcast with the guy that owns Skinwalker Ranch. So it was actually really, really good. Like if anybody watched the uh, History Channel, Discovery Channel show, uh, Hunt for Skinwalker and Skinwalker Ranch and all that, like this was a really great podcast because the guy got into stuff that they didn't even talk about on the show. Um uh, and it's just interesting when you when you listen to this guy and he's like this very well-dressed businessman has been in like finance and realty like all these very professional jobs for years and years and years but then like on the flip side of that like he just it's it's when you start to hear more credible uh like he would be the type of guy that if he told, if he sat you down and is describing seeing a UFO and like all this stuff that he saw on that ranch, like you would 1000% believe him. He's just, I don't know how to describe it, but it was just, it was just really crazy. It was so crazy because that show is really, really well done. But like hearing about how he structured the show and then just everything that's happened and how he literally went from a non- he said he, he said I was a healthy skeptic that was willing to accept and I don't call myself a believer he said I'm an experiencer because I saw it right in front like I saw a UFO right in front of me I had all these experiences right in front of me so it's just it's crazy but that was just a really 
But the irony of it did not dawn on me that I was in the woods by myself listening to a podcast about skinwalkers. Hey, at least you didn't experience anything. Crazy. anything no, I didn't. No, I'm nowhere near Skinwalker Ranch, so it's wonderful. Um, I'm pretty sure there aren't any skinwalkers in those woods anyway. No, but. no, no, <laughs> no. Like I said, this is a very local park. Like, you walk one way off the trail, you're in a road. So, like, yeah. There, there's there's No, the skinwalkers are afraid of people. So, and there's too many goddamn people. So... <laughs> They're gonna. The thing about skinwalkers is that they need enough room to not be seen by people, and if they're gonna be, because the whole thing about skinwalkers is they're trying not to let you know that they're skinwalkers. So exactly. But anyway, all right, guys. Well, we. It's hard to say. We hope you enjoyed that. I um, I really, 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 really recommend you guys watching that that documentary on Docflix. Yes. yes. Um, that documentary on Docflix was really good. <laughs> and Sheep Squatch next week. And Sheep Yes. I'm done. <laughs> You're like powering down. There is a retrograde coming, and I have been able to feel it for the past week, and I don't want it anymore. I Mercury can... St- Actually, there's like several planets in the microwave right now, and I need, I need them to all be done. I need the beep beep to happen. But anyway. All right, guys. You know we have all of our socials at Instagram, t- X, and Facebook. I'll let DFWTO Every time I hear you say that, I'm like, what? And then I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, you hear, do you hear me go, because <laughs> I almost do it every time. Twox. X. <laughs> we're going to call it Twox. So um, we're all on um, all of those at DFWTO8811, or DFWTO podcast. Um, handle is DFWTO8811. If you have any questions, concerns, want to say hey. I am so sorry. You can email us at DFWTO8493 at gmail.com. And of course, give us a follow and a subscribe on Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes. Leave us a review and uh, let us know what you like, what you don't like. And um, you'll always know when we put new episodes out. I think that's yeah. right. Is that everything? I think we got it. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening again, guys. Um, go watch something happy. Go do something happy. Next week will be... Prayers to Maui. We mentioned Hawaii a lot in this episode. Oh, yeah. And I just wanted to say um, I'm sure everybody by now is aware of what has happened in Maui. So prayers to Maui because this is absolutely yeah. horrifying and devastating. And please donate to any credible um organizations that you can find because those people need it yep they really do so i just wanted to say that prayers to maui guys go watch lilo and stitch actually the last time i watched that it made me cry so i don't go (laughs) to go watch moana no go to spirit halloween home goods tj maxx marshall's um Michaels, Joanne. How are the only Hawaii movies I'm thinking of are fucking Disney cartoons that make you goddamn cry? I am so sorry. Don't listen to me. Hawaiian roller coaster. Go to (laughs) your. All right, guys, we love you. Thank you for all the support, of course. And remember, don't don't fuck fuck with the original. original. And go try to find a Hawaii movie that's not Lilo and Stitch or Moana. That won't make you cry. Fuck you, Disney.
you.